Hello, everyone. Welcome to How to Read Chinese Poetry podcast. I'm Zhong Qicai, the program host. In this podcast program, my colleagues and I aim to introduce cutting-edge scholarship on Chinese poetry to a broad general audience. We will present 52 episodes covering the major poetic genres developed over China's long history. Each episode features close reading of one or more of the best-known Chinese poems, with an aim to illuminate their literary greatness and cultural significance. For all the discussed poems, Chinese texts, English translation, romanization, and brief notes are provided at our website, howtoreadchinesepoetry.com. By following the 52 episodes, listener will gain a bird's eye view of the thematic, formal, and generic evolution of Chinese poetry from antiquity to the modern era. Instruct and delight is what we wish to accomplish in each talk. Without further ado, let's begin. Today we are getting started on a new topic entitled Han Music Bureau Poetry. It's my pleasure to introduce our guest host, Rui Longsu, Professor of Chinese Literature at the National University of Singapore. Let us warmly welcome Professor Su. Thank you, Professor Tsai, for your introduction. In this episode, I will talk about one of the most famous Yuefu poems, entitled "We Fought South of the Walls." Before I begin, I would like to give a brief introduction to Han Yuefu poetry, or Han Dynasty Music Bureau poetry. The Yuefu poetry of the Han Dynasty, conventionally referring to all poems reputedly collected by the Han Music Bureau, is one of the earliest poetic modes to have had a major impact on the later Chinese lyrical tradition. For audience members unfamiliar with Chinese poetry, a point to note is that Chinese poetry in the past were musical compositions meant to be sung. In this episode, I may refer to poetry, music, and songs interchangeably. In Han times, the fu rhapsody or rhyme prose was the dominant literary genre and arena in which the major court poets exercised their talents. While Yuefu poetry, aside from ritual hymns, was basically ignored, nonetheless, Yuefu verse came to be juxtaposed with the fu. As one of the two most conspicuous literary genres in the Han, the term Yuefu first of all refers to the music bureau established in or before the Qin Dynasty, and second, it refers to an ever-widening sector of poems, including formal court poems, popular songs, literary imitations, and other poetic forms. According to Professor Steve Owen's research, even until the 8th century, Yuefu as a generic term was still unstable, due to a statement by the authoritative Han historian. 
Ban Gu, in his Hanshu History of the Han Dynasty, generations of scholars had believed that the music bureau was established by Emperor Wu, Han Wu Di. However, in 1976, a bell inscribed with the word Yue Fu was excavated around the periphery of the tomb of the first Qin Emperor, Qin Shi Huang. And this archaeological find has proven beyond doubt that the bureau was, at the latest, founded already in the Qin. Although Emperor Wu probably did not originate the institution of the music bureau, he certainly was the first ruler to greatly expand its functions, which included providing music for court ceremonies and state sacrifices. And allegedly collecting folk songs, the bureau was abolished by Emperor Ai Han Aidi in 7 BCE because Confucian scholars had complained about the licentiousness of the original songs and music, which had been brought into the bureau for court entertainment. The extant Han Yuefu corpus includes two major types of songs. The first is ceremonial and sacrificial hymns, and the second is popular songs written mainly in pentasyllabic lines on a variety of topics. The former is verifiably Han, since they are recorded in the history of the Han, but the latter, attributed to the Han period, is preserved only in post-Han sources. Thus, it is difficult to substantiate whether these songs were originally collected by the Han Music Bureau or written by Han authors. The concept that the ruler could view the customs of his subjects and thereby learn their state of mind dates back to the pre-Qin period. However, as early as the Southern Dynasties, Shen Yue states in his Yue Zhi monograph on music. Of the Songshu history of the Liu Song Dynasty, that there were no song collecting officials in either the Qin or the Han. Modern scholars, East and West, have also supported this view. Despite this scholarly consensus, it is possible that some of the original songs mentioned in the summary of poetry and rhapsodies were among those collected. In this episode, I have singled out "We Fought South of the Walls," which is considered a typical Han Yuefu poem. Yet its text is preserved in a post-Han Dynasty source, the history of the Liu Song Dynasty, compiled by Shen Yue, and eventually it enters the 11th century comprehensive Yuefu collection, the Yuefu Shiji collection of Yuefu poetry, compiled by Guo Maoqian. We fought south of the walls. We fought south of the walls, and died north of the ramparts, dead in the wilderness and unburied. The crows may eat us. Tell the crows for us. Cry for strangers away from home. We died on the moors and certainly will not be buried. How can our rotting flesh run away from you? The water is deep and clear. The rushes and reeds are dark. 
Valiant steeds have died in battle while nags neigh running around. Bridges have been made into houses. How can one go south? How can bridges go north? How can the grain be harvested? What shall our Lord eat? We wish to be loyal subjects, yet how can we achieve that? We long for you, fine vassals. Fine vassals are truly worth longing for. You went out in the morning to fight, and in the evening you did not return. The so-called popular songs in the Yuefu tradition attributed to the Han time are classified into several large musical categories. We do not know whether these musical categories were used in the Han period, or if they are creations of Wei dynasty or later musicians who claim to have transmitted the Han dynasty songs. The Han pieces are usually labeled in post-Han sources as gu ci, a term that roughly means anonymous old songs. In American scholarly works, there has been the tendency to doubt the folk origins of these pieces. However, this remains an unsettled controversial issue. Shen Yue, who preserved the text of the poem, categorized it as one of the 18 Gu Chui Nao Ge songs for drum and pipe and nao bell. The songs for drum and pipe is also called Duan Xiao Nao Ge, songs for short pan pipe and nao bell, which was originally a type of martial music of the northern Di, a minority tribe, and was introduced to the Han court for use in palace gatherings and processions. Although they are all martial music, their contents are not necessarily limited to war. In terms of meter, the song contains three, four, five, and seven syllable lines. The irregular mixed meter is a feature of the Nao Bell song. Some textual problems in the poem make it open to interpretation. For example, the word liang in line 12 sometimes is understood as an empty particle, but other commentators take it as a content word meaning bridges. When we read the poem in the context of Han Yuefu poetry, immediately apparent is the striking dissimilarity of its content to that of the ritual poems composed at court, which are imbued with a completely imperial milieu. In contrast, this poem deals with the life of ordinary people. If we omit the so-called popular songs from the Yuefu corpus, we will be left with almost no poems that talk about life of common people. The extensively Rari lyric poems of the Han do not deal with this kind of topic. War as a poetic theme already appears in the Book of Poetry. However, most of them describe the military campaigns and the hardship of traveling from a third-person point of view. The poem in discussion, unlike its predecessors, directly described the cruelty of wars from an extremely personal perspective. The poem begins with a man's tearful, heartbreaking cry to the audience. We fought south of the walls and died north of the ramparts, dead in the wilderness and unburied, and the crows may eat us. 
tell the crows for us, cry for us strangers away from home. The persona or narrator who turns out to be a dead soldier is extremely striking because none of the poems of previous dynasties was written this way. Furthermore, the insertion of a personal utterance as a poetic technique is not seen in the literati poems of the Han time and is an important part of the dramatic mode or presentation mode for the folk yuefu. As Professor Cai Zhongqi points out, the directness and dramatic effect this exclamation displays are eye-opening and unprecedented. Cai states in his research that the dramatic and the narrative modes respectively mark the ways of poetic presentation for the folk yuefu, which uses first-person narration and literati yuefu, which in its formality always uses third person. This technique was put into constant use by later yuefu imitators, especially in the pole-bearer songs. The world depicted in the poem is remote from that of the imperial rhapsodies and ritual hymns. Instead of employing ornate or archaic expressions, the language of the poem is straightforward and powerful. The stark misery of war is brought out by the soldier's pitiful request to the crows to mourn for him and his fellow soldiers. The word Line 5 refers to a person far away from home. The fact that the soldiers have traveled far away from their homes and died in a strange place without proper burial would have been regarded as the great tragedy by the Chinese. It deeply touches Chinese sensibilities since the ancient Chinese longed to grow old and die in their native place. Culturally speaking, that that soldier's despairing statement contains one of the deepest horrors for the ancient Chinese. The Chinese were and still are a people that place tremendous emphasis on proper burials for their dead, which is well testified in the classic texts such as Book of Rites Li Ji and Book of Etiquette and Ceremonial Yi Li that the corpuses cannot escape decay or the crows, line 7, is uttered in a bitter, sarcastic tone. Lines 13 and 14 describe the soldier's loss of direction, illustrating his confusion and suffering in the cruel battlefield at the last moments of his life. Yet despite the horrors, the poem has a patriotic element. The soldier expresses his wish to serve his lord with loyalty, despite his untimely death. The last four lines seems to be a response to the speaker's patriotic wish, and at the same time convey the poet's sympathy towards the soldiers. The abrupt transition between lines 14 and 15 may indicate a corrupted text, but some scholars think that the abruptness is one of the features of a folk song. A ballad of folk provenance implies an oral composition and transmission. In the process of transmission, the singer-poet could change the wording or phrasing to suit their own purposes. Hence, some texts may appear garbled and incoherent, 
Overall, the poem displays a mixture of direct speech and the poet's own comments on the dead soldiers on the battlefield. The sudden switching of the point of view is common in the corpus of anonymous poems in the Han Yuefu, marking the difference from those called Yuefu pieces by known authors who always adopt a consistent narrative voice without inserting direct speeches from other characters. The Zhan Chengnan, We Fought South of the Walls, became a fixed poetic title in the Yuefu repertoire for poets of later generations to imitate and thereafter we find many Yuefu poems with the same title. One of the poem's famous examples was written by Li Bo in the Tang and collected in the Yuefu Shiji. Those imitations forming a large part of the Yuefu tradition are written in various meters and rhymes, but their topic remains the same, about the cruelty of war and the forgotten sacrifices of soldiers. Let us thank Professor Su for such a stimulating talk. We look forward to his presentation of the second episode next Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed the talk. Let us relax and listen to a reading of the poem in Mandarin. Zhan Cheng Nan Zhan Cheng Nan Si Guo Bei Ye Si Bu Zang Wu Ke Shi Wei Wo Wei Wu Che Wei Ke Hao Ye Si Liang Bu Zang Fu Rou An Neng 去子陶，水深教教，蒲苇明明，萧纪战斗死，驽马陪回鸣。梁祝士，何以南，何以北？何属而获君何时？愿为忠臣安可得？思子良臣，良臣诚可思。朝行出宫。暮不夜归。<音>